Good morning. Welcome to another day of life that God has given to each of us. The cold and the snow has likely increased our audience worshiping by worship by way of radio and watching, and that's okay. We are glad that all of you are here this morning to worship with us in many different ways as we give our praise and our worship to God. Today in this cold weather, we can give gratitude to God in a unique way as we watch each breath leave our body. In this cold weather, we can give gratitude to God for warm clothes and a warm shelter. Today in this cold weather, we are also reminded that every season is necessary for life and for growth and for learning the many different ways to love as Christ has loved us. I invite you to take your order of worship and join me in the call to worship that is printed there on the front. Praise God, all the earth, you sea monsters, and all depths, fire and hail, snow and frost, stormy winds that fulfill God's word. Praise God, you mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild beasts and all tame animals, creeping things and flying birds. Let the rulers of the earth and all peoples and all the judges of the earth, men and women alike, old and young together, let them praise the name of God, whose name alone is exalted, whose majesty is above earth and heaven, and who has raised the fortunes of the people. Praise God, all you faithful ones, children of Israel, the people close to God. Alleluia. Praise God. I invite you to now join in our hearts and voices as we sing together, Oh, for a Thousand Tongues to Sing, in your blue hymnal, number 110. And would you please stand as we sing this together?
number 47.
As we come to God in prayer, I want to give an update on Caleb Ganawan. As you may remember, after Christmas, we learned that Caleb's cancer had returned. And so he will be spending the next four to five weeks in New York for chemo treatment, followed by radiation and more chemo after that. So please remember Caleb and his parents, Martin and Chica, and Caleb's siblings, Matthew and Mara, in your prayers in the coming days and weeks. Several times throughout this prayer this morning, I will say in your mercy and invite you to respond with, Lord, hear our prayer. And we will also end this time of prayer with the Lord's Prayer. So let us pray together. God of all, we are very thankful today that you are in all things. You are the God in life and in death. You are the God above our times of plenty and our times of being in need. You are the God that walks with us in our joy and in our pain. You are the God of all creation, water, earth, sky. We praise you that in the midst of the beauty of creation and the mysteries of it that we have yet to discover, that you have created us with great care. And we are also in awe that you have empowered us to offer that same care and love to the rest of creation. In your mercy, Lord, hear our prayer. You call us to take courage and to hope in you. We pray for those who are in need of hope and healing of body and spirit here in our congregation. Today we rejoice with those who are witnessing new life. We celebrate with grandparents in our congregations whose families have grown this week. We join John and Diana Hirschberger and Jeff as well as they celebrate the birth of Mason. And we celebrate with Faye Litweiler the birth of her granddaughter, Jera. For those in the midst of recent illness, God, give us strength. Be with Irvin Beck as he continues to heal in the hospital. For those of us with long-term illnesses, help us to always know your presence with us. We especially ask that your spirit be with Caleb and the rest of his family over these coming weeks of treatment. We have seen your faithfulness to them in the past, and we know that you will never leave any of them. Give us creative ways to be the body of Christ to them, even though they are at a distance from us for a time. God, for those in the midst of relationships that are strained, give us wisdom and love. For those of us in the midst of grief, give us comfort. Especially be with Sam Troyer as he mourns the death of his sister, Ruthie Schmucker. In your mercy, Lord, hear our prayer. 
God, you proclaim peace to those who turn to you in their hearts. We pray for your church in all places, that together we may speak and act boldly for Christ in all places of this world. Especially be with us as a congregation as we gather this afternoon for a congregational meeting. Give us open ears and discerning hearts as we seek your spirit's leading here in our community. God, we also pray for the world and for the leaders of this world, for the leaders in the countries where we were born, where our ancestors were born, and where we have lived and visited. In your mercy, Lord, hear our prayer. God, in this silence, hear our prayers for other concerns that we carry in our hearts. In your mercy, Lord, hear our prayer. Creator who gives us life and Christ who leads us, Spirit who empowers us, show us your way of love. Continue to make us instruments of peace for all of your creation. In hope we pray as you taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. I invite you to take your green, sing the journey books now, and turn to number 11 as we sing together. And children, as we sing, I invite you to come forward. And Talasha is going to lead us in a special practice this morning.
Good morning. Welcome to worship on this very snowy day. I, I am excited to see so many of you making it here this morning because it's kind of cold out there, isn't it? Did you notice that today? Well, even the snow praises God. Have you ever heard that? That even snow can praise God? That's what it says right here. It says, fire and hail, snow and frost, stormy, stormy wind fulfilling his command. Those are listed as some of the, the things of nature that praise the Lord. What do you think? It also says, uh, praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters and all deeps. What are some sea monsters you know of? Yeah? Octopus, yeah. Tiger shark. Tiger shark. Sharks. Sharks. Tigers. Tigers, yes, it talks about wild beasts in here too, yeah? Oarfish were thought to be sea serpents, so it might even be talking about oarfish in here, yeah? Maybe a whale shark? No. No, okay. Atlantic shark. Wow, I think, I think this is a crowd that's pretty well-versed in their sea creatures. And all of those even praise the Lord. Everything can praise God. Even piranhas. Yes. And we can praise God in any language, right? Seahorses praise God. Yes. Everything can praise God. And whale sharks. So we are reading, we are reading a psalm today that talks about everything, all parts of creation praising God. And we are going to learn how to praise God in, a, in um, Spanish so that we can praise God not just by saying praise the Lord, but by saying it in another way too, okay? So repeat after me. The words are actually gloria a Dios, but you kind of slur them together and it sounds like gloria a Dios. Can you try that? Gloria a Dios. And you all are going to need to say it too, so you might want to practice as well. Gloria a Dios. Gloria a Dios. All right. Okay, we're going to act this out. So, I need a mountain. Okay, wear the mountain hat. You're changing your mind? Okay. Thank you. And we need stars. Come on up. All right, let's see. A mountain might stand here, and stars might go up on the platform. You want to come up here? And mountain, can you come over here? Um, sun, who wants to be our sun? All right, put that on, and you might need to go up there too, I think. Oh, creeping things. Yeah, Matthew, you'd be a creeping thing. And where do you think a creeping thing would be? There you go. Yep, right down here on the floor maybe. Um, cattle. Thank you. You be our cattle. And those can probably stay on the floor because they're on the ground. Um, hail. Come on up. All right. Hail comes from the sky, so maybe the hail could be like right up here. Moon. Who's our moon? Yeah, come on up, Ellie. You want to be the moon? You can maybe stand, if the sun's here, maybe you stand over on that side of the pulpit. 
and um, I need wind. You want to be a kitty? Oh, yes, you get to be a wild animal, okay. Um, can you be the wind? No. no. Okay, come on up. Uh, wind is all over the place, okay, so you can kind of roam around. Um, we need, okay, another wild animal. You want to be the wild animal? That's okay. And this wild animal, too. No, we're going to let her. You changed your mind? You want to be a monkey instead. Okay, Daniel will help you put that on. Nope. There you go. All right. We still need a cattle then. Come on up. Um, yes. Who wants to be fire? Come on up. All right. And we need a, a cedar. Who can be a cedar tree? You have to hold these like this. Okay. Harold, can you be our cedar tree? You're all going to do something, so, you know. Thanks. Okay. We need a king or a queen. King and a princess. Yeah? Just put it on. There we go. And uh, shark. Now, I did promise Malachi that since he's letting us borrow his special blanket. And we need... Um, we need tr uh, orange trees. You be one. And be an orange tree. Okay. Okay. And um, how about a chicken? Do you want to be the chicken? Yes, that's a good place to stand. Yes, do you want to be a chicken? Megan, can you, or Sarah, one of you help him put on his chicken belt. And who's going to wear this to be snow and frost? Yeah? All right. Oh, you're going you're gonna to be a lion. Okay. Maybe Ava could be our snow and frost. Okay. Let's see. Um, how about if we have a second wind? Whoop. Everyone needs a second wind. All right. There we go. Okay. Wow. There are a perfect number of you. Now, when I read your part, you get to yell, Gloria a Dios. So when I say creeping things, Matthew yells, yes. And when I say wind, yes. All right. Now, um, you all, when I say anything about the highest heavens or the heavens, everyone in the balcony yells. And when I say... Um, Young men and women alike, old and young together, all of you say. And when I say angels, all the kids who are watching, so Caleb, Nathan, and anyone else who's watching gets to say Gloria a Dios from wherever you are. And I'll say it with you so we hear it here too. Okay? All right. Are we ready for this? We're going to read Psalm 148. Can you get into character? So if you are if you're a king, how would you sit or stand and a princess and cattle and a chicken can waddle? Okay? All right, here we go. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him all his angels. Gloria a Dios. Praise him all his host. Gloria a Dios. Praise him, sun. Praise him, sun. 
and moon. Gloria a Dios. And praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens, you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded, and they were created. He established them forever and ever. He fixed their bounds, which cannot be passed. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters and all deeps. Fire and hail. Uh, snow and frost, <laughs> stormy wind fulfilling his command, mountains and all hills, fruit trees, and all cedars. Who's our cedar? Thank you. Um, wild animals. What? Good job. And all cattle. Creeping things. And flying birds. Where's our chicken? Chickens don't really fly, but sometimes they do. <laughs> Gloria a Dios over there. All right. Uh, kings of the earth and all peoples. Princes and all rulers of the earth. Gloria a Dios. All right. Uh, where am I? There we are. Young, women, young men and women alike, old and young together. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His glory is above all earth and heaven. He has raised up a horn for his people. Praise for all his faithful, for the people of Israel who are close to him. Praise the Lord. And everything says... Gloria a Dios. Amen. You may put your costume pieces back in the basket, get your worship bags, and head to your seats. As they are returning, we get to sing Psalm 148 in the form of number 50 in the hymnal, number 50, 50.
Our preacher for this morning is David Maldonado, a member of our pastoral team. Would you join me in a prayer of blessing for David and us in this time? God, we thank you for your presence with David as he has prepared for this time. Open our hearts and our minds and our lives to your call to us that we will hear through David this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I was sharing with Phil this week that I am evolving. I came as a flamingo. I'm becoming a polar bear here. (laughs) Talash already read the psalm, so I'll just share a few layers. There's a lot here, but I'm just going to share a few few layers of my observations. And I hope it blesses you. From verse 1 to verse 10, the solar system, the animals, the birds, and the sea life are called to praise the Lord. And when I read this, I, I have a few questions. The first one is, how can they praise the Lord? Is my first question. The second one is, are they capable of praising the Lord? So I come to my own conclusion. Their existence, the mere fact that they exist, praises the Lord. Their existence attests to the power that God has to create, his intelligence in creating, and the power to bring it about. So to me, when I read those verses, I'm understanding that the psalmist, when he looks at creation, he had a different point of view than probably the United States. That when he looked at creation, he did not see something other than God's work. The result of God in action. So I can see if he looks at creation in that way. And if any human looks at creation in that way, something is stirred up inside their soul. Because you realize that you're not worshiping or you're not dedicating your life to just something. You're dedicating yourself to someone who is more than capable, who is intelligent. And who can do what is impossible for any of us to do. I don't think anybody can build a giraffe or a bombardier beetle. I mean, we could build something that may look like it, uh, but to build a bombardier beetle is going to take a lot of effort. And I'm talking about small little insect with such capabilities. He's a chemist. I don't know if the bombardier beetle went to Harvard or where he went to uh, study chemistry, but he's a chemist. So I can see how the psalmist looks at creation and comes to these conclusions. And then it just stirs him up and he probably said, Gloria a Dios, even though he might have been 
from somewhere else. <laughs> to deny God's creative powers, to deny yourself God's unlimited powers in your life. I don't know where you're at in life, what's happening in your life, or through family or friends, but whatever it is, there's absolutely nothing impossible for God. Nothing. Verse 11 and 12, the psalmist says, Kings, princes, rulers, men, women, elders, and children, he calls them to praise. So I have a few questions here. Why should they praise the Lord? Why should anyone praise the Lord for that matter? Why do we praise the Lord? Why did we come out here this morning? What's the point to this? Why should I praise the Lord? Well, I'm going to give a simple definition on the word praise. You probably know this, but I'm just going to throw this at you. According to various dictionaries, I just took several pieces from them. Praise is the expression of approval. Praise is the expression of admiration. You admire something, so you praise it. I hope you men did that to your wives this morning. Praise the Lord. Okay. Praise is seeing good qualities in something, and you praise that. Praise is you're thankful for something, so you, you praise that. You express that thankfulness. And praise can also be an act of love. You, you love someone or something, and you praise it. Now, when my children were small, they went to Orlando a lot, and they said, we love Mickey Mouse. They love Mickey Mouse. And then a few years later, they hated Mickey Mouse. They didn't want to go to Orlando anymore. So if this is praise, and the psalmist is saying, praise the Lord, then I put it this way. Do I, does anyone here admire God? Do I admire God? If the answer is yes, then I should praise do I approve of God's government? Now, this is a hard one. The prophets fought with God because they didn't approve of the way he governed earth. Does God have any qualities worthy of praise? Is there anything that I see in God, in God's behavior, that I should praise him for it? Has God done anything that I should be thankful for? Is there absolutely anything that God has done for David Maldonado, my wife, my children, my friends, or anyone here that we should be thankful for? Is God worthy of my love? So if I say yes to any of these, I should praise so I think that when the psalmist says, praise the Lord, the person who's going to react to that should have a reason for praise. I find it interesting that when there's a hurricane, it's referred to as acts of God. 
God is responsible for the hurricane. But when the sun shines, nobody says it's an act of God. That's interesting. There's this negative connotation associated to God in our beautiful United States of America. Something goes wrong, it's God's fault. Something good happens, humans did it. You did it, I did it. But something bad happens, ah, and supposedly he loves us. That's interesting, that mindset that permeates not only the entire United States, but oftentimes the, the pews of the congregations of those who say, I admire God. So this is what I'm understanding as the psalmist is speaking to me when I open up Psalm 148. Now I also see the audacity in the psalmist because he makes several claims. And I think that some believers, this puts you at odds with the psalmist because of the way we see or allow ourselves to see the world. First one is that he claims that there's a heavenly host. Well, that might be the alien some people see. I don't know. But he says there's a heavenly host. There's an existing amount of heavenly beings that obviously live simultaneously to our world right now. You don't see them. I don't see them. But somehow he came to that conclusion. So there's this declaration. He claims that there's waters above the skies and he doesn't even have a telescope. He claims that God's command, this is what he claims, that God's command, God's word is responsible for creation. He claims that God is creator. He claims that the winds are God's servants. Boy, that'd be awesome if we can use the winds, eh? We can just fly from here to wherever we want. He claims that only God's name is exalted. Now think about this one. That God alone and his name alone should be exalted. That God's name stands apart from every other name mentioned. He also claims that nothing on earth, below or above, has more splendor than God himself. I worked in southwest Florida by the Naples area. Naples has a lot of wealth. And I worked on some very large properties, beautiful beachfront houses. And after working there, I'd go to my humble two-bedroom little cottage in the hood. And I'm like, man, this doesn't compare to that one. Well, let me say something to you folks. There's nothing on this earth that can compare to the glory that we shall see. Nothing. I read about Afra Ben. She was the first woman to be a successful professional writer. 
and she inspired many women. The one who is mostly known from all those women who she inspired is Virginia Woolf. On one occasion, Afra Ben stated, Variety is the soul of pleasure. Variety is the soul of pleasure. It seems to me that the psalmist had the same observation. He's calling all of God's creation to worship God in their diverse forms, in their diverse manners. We can call that variety, yeah? Yes, thank you. See yes. This choir of diversity is lifted in praise up to God and God who likes diversity, folks. He welcomes all that worship and praise. So, praise him, brothers and sisters. Praise him with your hands lifted. Praise him with your hands down. Praise him on your knees. Praise him on your back, laying in bed. You can even roll around if you want and praise him. He's not going to get bothered. I spoke to a gentleman once and he shared this with me. He said, I was at a worship service. And boy, those people were loud. Some were crying. Some had their hands up. Some were clapping. Some were jumping. And I'm like, oh my goodness, look at that. Look at that. They're ridiculous. And he says, not I, I'm just repeating. He said that he heard the Lord speak to him and say, you see that one clapping? I can handle that. You see that one with his hands up? I can handle that. You see the other one jumping? I can handle that. What I can't handle is your criticism. So praise the Lord, my brothers, in spirit and truth. May God bless you. Please turn in your hymnal to number 102. 102, to God be the glory.
Well, this morning, we have the privilege of witnessing Cynthia McMullen's desire to follow God and welcome her into membership here at College Mennonite Church. She's going to be joined up here this morning um, with her mother, Wanda Newberry, as well as Ron and Junie Kennel, who have been faith mentors for Cynthia uh, in these past months and years. So, Cynthia... It has been a joy getting to know you and learning the ways that God has been with you throughout many journeys and many trials and joys of life. In this past year or so that you've been here at College Mennonite Church, uh, it's been a joy to see how the light of God's love has been at work in your life. Today, here in your baptism, we enact what God has already done for you, making you dead to sin and alive in Christ. And today, as a church, we affirm the work of grace that we have seen in your life. And today, through your baptism, you publicly commit yourself to follow the way of Christ and by your words and your actions, invite others to do the same. So, Cynthia, I know you've prepared a little faith statement for us, and we're excited to hear it. So, Thank you. Okay, good morning to my church family and friends. First of all, I want to thank you for the warm welcome you have given to me. I come from a life probably different most most of you, different from most of you. It, it was a life of pain and addiction to drugs. I often felt like I didn't belong. Several years ago, I began to seek God. I want to break the cycle and turn my life around. I attend a number of churches. Then through my mother, I found College Midnight Church. I found the love here, the spirit, help, and the opportunity to help others. Since coming here, I felt like I'm being reborn. With this, I would be, I would be in a bad place right now. I love Jesus, and I want to follow him. I need your support and love and wisdom to help me me on my journey. Today I ask God for the peace and forgive my, <clears throat> my addiction to drugs. I ask the Holy Spirit to guide and help me with temptations, with temptations and to help me forgive others who hurt me. I want to serve God with you and thank you for the <clears throat> Thank you for the accepting me for who I am. Thank you. This is my mom, Wanda. Uh, good morning, sisters and brother and family and whoever's listening. This is a very happy day for me. Not only my daughter is getting baptized, she's being clean from drugs. And I got my other daughter, has been here the first time. Kelly, stand up. <laughs> Being here. I praise God every day. Some of us take the time out tonight or even today. Pray for people that fight an addiction. We have one person every day that dies from addiction. And it's hard to admit, but with God, you can do anything. My daughter did it. I did it, 
but we fight it every day. There's all kinds of addiction out there, but the drugs take it over, and there are so many people die every day that they don't even, people know about. So I just want to take the time out to thank all of you for loving me the way you do, for me being in this church, and for my daughter being here to be baptized today. Thank you. God, <clears throat> God is at work here at College Mennonite. <clears throat> this is very evident to Ron and me as we have walked with Cynthia since the last of August. Her, test, her story is a testimony to God's ongoing work of liberation. She has impressed us with her sincerity and her hunger for fellowship and spiritual growth. Cynthia's sincerity is obvious. In meeting with us, she has demonstrated her commitment to Christ. And in participating in the life of College Mennonite Church, she has already begun to offer her gifts in ministry. She participates in the Pathfinder Sunday School class. She has joined the choir. She takes her turn in helping in the crib room. And just last Monday, she started working to, as a volunteer one day a week at the depot. We are grateful for the welcome that she has already received here at College Mennonite. It is with joy that we recommend her for baptism and full membership in our congregation. So, Cynthia, I invite you to respond to these questions as affirmations of your faith. Do you believe in God, maker of heaven and earth, in Jesus Christ, God's Son, and in the Holy Spirit, the giver of life? Yes, I do. Do you reject the sin of this world and turn to Jesus Christ as your Savior? Do you put your trust in his grace and love and promise to obey him as your Lord? Yes, I do. Do you accept the word of God as guide and authority for your life? Yes, I do. Are you willing to give and receive counsel in this congregation and support it in prayer and in service? Yes, I do. And are you ready to participate in Christ's mission through the church in the yes, world? Yes, I am. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Step around here to the front, please. <laughs> All, right. All right, so I'll go ahead and invite you to kneel right here. There we go. All right. Cynthia. Upon your confession of faith in Jesus Christ, I baptize you with water in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And may God baptize you with his Spirit from above. Cynthia, in the name of Christ and the church, I give you my hand to rise and to walk in the newness of life by the same power that raised Christ from the dead. May God bless you and keep you and continue to make you a blessing in our midst. Peace of Christ be with you, Cynthia. You too. Thank you. <laughs> yes, so we have, stay right here, stay right here. We're not quite done yet. Okay. There we go. Um, I invite you to turn in your hymnals to number 777 in the back of the blue hymnal. We have... Witness Cynthia's commitment, and now this is our response back to her as a congregation. So I invite you to join with me as we read this together. As we now receive you into the fellowship of the church, 
We make this covenant with you as we renew our own covenant with God, to bear each other's burdens, to assist in times of need, to share our gifts and possessions, to forgive as Christ has forgiven us, to support each other in joy and in sorrow, and in all things work for the common good, thus making known God's presence among us to the glory of God. As we unite with each other now, may we all be joined with Christ our Lord. Amen. We'll have a prayer of blessing for Cynthia. Anyone who'd like to come forward, uh, surround her as we pray is welcome to do that. And Cynthia, yes, we have your, your baptism pitcher and towel and a certificate of baptism as gifts for you to remember this day. have you kind of stand right there. That's perfect. Let us join in prayer together. God of love and God of life, We thank you for the gift of your servant, Cynthia, and for her commitment to you. We pray that her relationship with you will grow stronger and closer every day. We thank you for the love of her family and for this church family, and for the ways that Cynthia has seen you and your love and your grace and your way, because she has seen you at work and each person gathered here. God, we thank you for the gifts that you have given Cynthia, and we ask that you help her to discover new and creative ways to use those gifts to benefit each person that she comes in contact with. God, we are thankful and we are excited for this community and for this church and for this world that people will know you because they have known Cynthia. Guide, protect, strengthen, comfort her as she continues to walk in your way of peace. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And everyone will be invited to greet Cynthia after our worship service in the fellowship hall. I invite us now to continue to celebrate God's faithfulness to us by bringing our tithes and our offerings to God this morning. So you're invited to bring those forward during the offertory. If you're not able to do that, find someone nearby, an usher or someone else who can assist you with that. And also to please sign and pass the, yes, sign and pass the friendship tablets or pads are at the end of your row as well during the offertory. So let us continue to worship God in this way.
Join me in prayer. God, we praise you for your presence in our lives. We praise you for creation. We thank you for creating it to bless us and that we can in turn bless it with our care. God, use these gifts that we joyfully give for the good of all that we may come in contact with. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I invite you to turn in your green sing the journey book to number 77, the peace of the earth be with you. Number 77. following this benediction to extend a hand of peace and welcome to each other here in this space and also to Wanda out in the fellowship hall. Excuse me, Wanda and Cynthia. Thank you. Now hear these words of benediction. You, all of you, are made from God's good creation that continually offers its praise back to God. So go and do likewise. Amen.